Hello, little planchettes. Hello. Welcome to the Creepy Ouija Show. I'm Leash. And I'm Taylor. And this week, I almost had beef with Travis Scott. Tell me more. Okay, so as we all know, um, I don't consume a lot of um, mainstream content or actually any content really that isn't BTS because I have to mention BTS in every episode. But... (laughs) So I don't have a lot of time for movies, and I don't really, like, stray from my playlist aside from, like, songs that my friends send me. And if you want to send me a song, feel free. I'll add it to my playlist. But I decided to listen to the top hits because I was, like, listening to the same 10 songs over and over again. And I finally got around to listening to Goosebumps by Travis Scott. And I was vibing and listening and having a good time. And then I, like thought he said fuck a condom or something but he says fuck the comments or something like that okay and i was like excuse me fuck a condom that's the message that you want to be sending to today's youths they could get hpv and then (laughs) cancer (laughs) so then i um i actually looked up the, the lyrics the lyrics and it was fuck the comments so i don't have beef with travis scott I just want everyone to know that. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm D- glad that you don't have beef with Travis Scott. I'm I'm glad too because you know what, um, I can't throw down. And I don't, I don't think I know any songs by Travis Scott. No, that's not true. I know that one song. Um, okay, yeah, yeah that one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> the really popular party song. It's not taste it's a ladies i think he's in that one i honestly have no idea because like i said i only listen to bts if you were top notch bitch let me hear you holla Benny, no no touch toes i don't it's a good song no maybe i should maybe i'll listen to it i probably won't though that song gets me so hype at every party i don't go to a lot of parties <laughs> i was but... about to say what parties are you going to <laughs> i don't go to a lot of parties but when i do <laughs> That's the that's the jam. That's what I get lit to. That and when I'm really drunk, I love the wobble. The wobble. Ugh. Dude, get me drunk and play home by BTS and all bets are off. I'm I'm ascending. I probably won't be in my body anymore. I'll just be a a whirl of dance moves. A whirl of vibes. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, did um anything fun happen to you this week, Tay? Um I went snowboarding a couple times. I hurt my wrist really bad. I hurt my pelvis today. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A um, lot of fun, though. Didn't stop me. Kept going. I will say when I hurt my wrist, I did stop, and I went home because it was late at night anyway. Yeah. And um, then I had to massage your wrist for you. Yeah, and then I really <laughs> But I'm not going to massage your pelvis. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I'll just work through the pain. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. Really anyway. Can do. <laughs> um, but, yes, I went snowboarding this week. I... I don't really think I did anything else. I got Girl Scout cookies. My cousin sold them, and so I bought some of those. What kind did you get? I got Samoas and S'mores. And oh, I I don't think I've ever had the S'mores one. I think it's a newer one because I don't think they sold them when I was a brownie. <laughs> Do you want to know a fun fact? I was a Girl Scout until I was in eighth grade. Are you really? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I was forced to. My mom was like the troop co-leader. And so I was like one of the last two. It was me and the the leader's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> it's I so cringy. I gave that shit up after like two years. I think I was done by like fifth grade. My mom was grade. like, "No, you have to. I'm living for this." 
and um yeah eventually I was like mom I like I'm too cool I'm too punk rock because I like good Charlotte now (laughs) so I can't be a Girl Scout because um then Joel Madden will never marry me I love that um that's great yeah just I'm happy for you a little tidbit I'm surprised you didn't get Thin Mints I don't like Thin Mints. That's, that's not true. That's not true. I don't not like Thin Mints, but they're not my favorite. Like, I'm not going to just, like, buy a box for myself. Like, a girl, what? Girl, what? You're whack. Thin Mints are my favorite. No. Besides Samoa. Samoa's are Samoa's obviously are top shit. notch. And Alicia's dog today ate my Samoa. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Our animals are being so Dude, crazy. They are all off their rockers. They're, like, throwing up, and they're pooping everywhere, and they're just tearing shit up i don't even know like one of the cats decided to walk on my windowsill the other day while i was yeah while i was sleeping (laughs) i didn't want to like call her out you know okay Um, she's a little devil while i was sleeping and just knocked a bunch of shit over and like shit fell on my face while i was sleeping and like (laughs) it was so terrifying i woke up in a panic that is so lonnie of her to do that's such a lonnie thing to do so lonnie little devil ricky's been perfect no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding he hasn't my our maintenance man came in the other day and to fix our garbage disposal and there's just a giant hairball when he walked in i had just woken up i was not even clothed i'm in my underwear he knocks on the door i forgot he was coming and i wake up and i like answer the door and i'm like hang on i gotta put pants on i heard you say that he's like okay so then i go back in my room put some pants on and as he's walking in i notice that there's a giant hairball like in the middle of the hallway (laughs) never mind the hairball and i'm like okay we're just gonna pretend that's not there thankfully it wasn't like within his path but (laughs) oh my god that's so funny it's and it's been rough. Tr- it's terrifying, honestly. <laughs> it's been it's rough. <laughs> we'll get through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you guys want to hear about something truly terrifying? Obviously, because I've got a haunting for you this week. That's why we're here. That is what we're doing. Okay, so I am covering the haunted Clinton Road. Ever heard of it? Nope. Ever nope. driven down a haunted road? I have. You have? Yeah. Which one? Blood Road. Where's that? Should I say? Because it's kind of close. Yes, you should say. Okay. Well, you didn't have to say that it was close. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, well, it's in Metamore, Michigan. I don't know where that is, so it can't be that close. It's really like, I'm not going to lie, I drove down it during the day because I didn't know what would happen at night. So I wanted to drive down there in the day. So it's a really, really, like, narrow road, and they call it Blood Road. Well, it's called Blood Road, but it's really cool because it has, like, red clay deposits under it. So when it gets wet, the road turns red. Ooh. And there was a bunch of, like, witchcraft and shit that happened in that area. And like I said, it's, like, super narrow. So, like, if there's another car coming at you, you're, like, driving off into some trees because... Oh, my God. That's so dangerous. I know. But I really want to go at night. I asked you and Jade to do it with me, and you said no. Okay. Well, you asked us at night. Yeah. Of course not. Okay. Well... Of course not. I am a baby. I'm a little scared baby. I don't even know why I have a paranormal and true crime podcast because I am literally... I'm surprised that you do, to be honest. Because you don't, you don't like scary things. I, I am terrified. Well, okay, listen, I really love true crime and paranormal stuff, but I don't like to partake in it. 
I just like to know about it. I like to hear about it. Like, I like the hot goss. That's fair. Yeah. But I disagree. I digress. All right. Anyway, this is, we balance each other out. (laughs) All right. So Clinton Road is an eerie 10-mile stretch of road that sits in a quiet corner of the Garden State. It's located in West Milford, New Jersey, and runs mostly north-south, beginning at Route 23 near Newfoundland, running roughly 10 miles, and stops at Upper Greenwood Lake. I know none of that makes sense to us, but for our New Jersey listeners, I'm sure that makes sense. Or maybe New York listeners. Because it's not very far from Manhattan, New York, so it's a popular, spooky destination for people in the area. So it is close to New York, but it's also not particularly near anything at all. The dense woods line a narrow, two-lane stretch of pavement, only to be interrupted by a few houses, a reservoir, a little stream, and a handful of landmarks here and there. The road is not part of New Jersey's country route system, and it sees little traffic even at the busiest times of day. During the day, the road is dark and creepy enough, but come nightfall, the long, lonely journey into the Clinton Road abyss leaves plenty of time for the mind to wander. Though there isn't too much to see even in the light, and not a crumb of cell phone reception to be found, the road is thick with folklore. Ooh. It's it's about to get spooky. So, the area is rife with rumors and tales of paranormal activity, odd creatures, and cult activity. From UFOs hanging just above the forest and tailing people as they pass through, red eyes staring unblinkingly from the darkness, snow covering the roads in the middle of the summer, to KKK members harassing passersby, Clinton Roads travelers have seen it all. There, There is nothing that is not happening on I this road. I do not like a single thing about that. Let me tell you, though, if I saw a fucking KKK member standing on the side of the road, you better believe I'm going to accidentally hit them with my car. Oh, yeah. not And not only KKK members standing on the side of the roads. At, like, odd hours of the night, people will be passing through and see people dressed strangely and just staring at the cars as they come I pass and go. Goosebumps. Yes. I don't like that. So mm-hmm. creepy. But they're watching you. Yeah, they, they literally are just standing and watching you. It's very unsettling. That's like the most creepy thing to me. Like literally is just when people will just stand there and stare at you. Like Dude, it's creepy enough passing somebody like taking a jog or like walking along a road at night. It's like, why are you out here right now? Like go home. Go jog in place. I have this, like, really weird thing about eyes. Oh, yeah? Like, it's not, like, a fear. Like, I'm not afraid of eyes, but, like... Dude, they can be creepy. They like, if you see really somebody zoning out, like, it's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, and, like, I, I have this... It's not even irrational, but, like, I have this fear that, like, I'm going to wake up and somebody's going to be staring at me through my window. And, like, my blinds are always closed. Like, there's no way that I could see anybody even if they were looking in my window. Mm-hmm. But just, like staring at me that's dead eye staring at me really creepy you know what creeps me out is like sometimes when i'm massaging a client and they're laying face up and i'm like working on their feet or something and i look up and their eyes are open and they're just staring at the ceiling every time i like gasp a little bit i'm like oh because they look dead no yeah that makes me uncomfortable too or like when i'm working on their neck and like their face up and, and their eyes are and open. their eyes are open it's just like so staring at the ceiling. Keep your eyes closed when you're getting a massage. Literally. Don't be a fucking weirdo. No. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> anyway, so before Clinton Road was haunted, it was just a highway for criminal activity. The path was formed as a dirt road in the 19th century, pretty much only to connect two roads. And later on in 1826, Clinton Furnace, an iron smelter, was built off of the path. The road was used to travel, and because it was so dense, robbers would hide behind trees and wait for people to pass by so they could rob them. Because a lot of people were traveling to and from Clinton Furnace, the criminals knew that they would be carrying money with them to purchase goods and furnaces and iron and shit, which was, you know, expensive. Um, So it was the perfect spot to hide out and pick on their prey. So basically since the beginning, Clinton Road did not have the best reputation and as time went on things just got darker and weirder perhaps one of the scariest contributing factors is that the road begins with the country's longest stoplight timing out at about five minutes what a five minute stoplight Ugh. if it were me i would just like use it as a stop sign literally <laughs> at that point it's like no cops no stops yeah yeah and like there's not a lot of traffic around here so it's like meh right if there's no cop, i doubt they go. have cameras <laughs> definitely no cameras and if there were cameras i would love to see some footage from this road because shit's about to pop off should do right so once you passed once you make it past the stoplight and you start your venture down, you'll notice that at about one mile in, the houses become scarcer and the trees begin to close in overhead. During the day, it's dark enough, but at night, it's so completely pitch black, there's only, or the only thing that you can see is the road ahead of you, illuminated by your headlights. Nothing behind you nothing to the side it's just pure blackness because the trees are so dense not much moonlight gets in you know and when you're driving in your car it's like your headlights kind of cancel anything out it's blackness but sometimes phantom pickup trucks or even floating headlights not attached to any vehicle will appear out of nowhere in the middle of the night The truck will get extremely close to your bumper and start flashing its lights until you've made it to the end of the road, and then the headlights just disappear. Ew. So scary. It's, like, stressful enough when you're, like, driving down a regular road and somebody's tailing you, but, like, imagine a haunted road and something comes out of nowhere, starts tailing you, and flashing its lights. I would have a fucking heart attack. Yeah. I would shit my pants i'd break check them i i didn't even think about that what would even happen i don't know let's find out i let's not <laughs> let us not i'm still paying off my car <laughs> same so if not the ghost truck in your rear view mirror perhaps you'll find something strange on the road ahead of you in just the light of your headlights and headlights don't go very far no <laughs> not unless you got those obnoxious bright ass the bright like the LED lights light a fucking stadium yeah that's so true and so annoying if you're one of those people i'm mildly jealous but also fuck I was you i say honestly like i would love to have them <laughs> yeah me but too. like fuck you 
Like I already can't see when I'm driving at night and you just blinded me for the next five minutes. So Same. thanks. You're endangering thanks the lives of others at that point. Yeah. So rude. All right. So in 1976, an attraction called Jungle Habitat that housed exotic animals had been shut down. According to locals, you can see hellhounds, red-eyed albino wolf dogs, monkeys, and even cryptid-looking hybrids scattering across the street and into the woods. Many people have reported seeing a giant bat-like creature, some claiming that it's the Jersey Devil himself. I was thinking Mothman. Ooh, Mothman's in Chicago, right? Mm. Or does he just go anywhere? I mean, he's got wings. The world is his. I'm pretty sure there have been things with him, like, in multiple states. I don't know. I've never really, like, looked into Mothman, like, intently. Me either. But, anyway, it could have been the Jersey Devil, because, I mean, we are in New Jersey. Yeah. It's speculated that the animals from the jungle habitat were let go into the woods and have since crossbred, creating some truly terrifying beasts left to roam the surrounding areas. Hmm. I read a couple of like witness stories on weirdnj.com and um there was one girl that was like i literally saw a fucking monkey run across the street like what is happening here so that's um that's scary enough you're driving through the woods in new jersey and you see a monkey like bye yeah don't catch me outside you don't belong here yeah and how do they make it through the winter that's a good question Maybe they're those Arctic monkeys. I love that band. <laughs> no, there's like, there's like a thing. Is there? I think so. They sit in a hot tub. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'd like to learn more about that later. They find people's, they were in that movie, the Powerpuff Girls movie. Oh my God. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. No I don't mind. watch movies for the, the millionth po- time. The Powerpuff Girls? I mean, I've probably... That's a cartoon, Taylor. They made a movie. Mojo Jojo basically turns into King Kong. Is it a live action? No. <laughs> yeah. It's a cartoon. Dude, I don't fucking know. I'm going to no. show you. Okay. I don't know why that was the first movie that came into my mind with that <laughs> monkey Me thing. Me either. But they chill in, like, the natural warm springs. That sounds like... So maybe they just find, like, people's hot tubs and just go chill in them there's no houses here maybe they travel (laughs) the traveling arctic monkeys i love that all right all right all right so say you've managed to outdrive the phantom truck and swerve past all the deformed crossbred animals what would you do if you were cruising along in the darkness and suddenly in the light of your headlights a couch appears blocking the entire road a couch a couch would you stop to move the couch it's blocking the whole road. I'd probably just turn around and find another way. Great idea, Taylor. <laughs> Locals say that if you come across the couch in the middle of the night, turn around. Bloodthirsty cannibals have planted the couch there and are lurking nearby, watching and waiting for you to get out of your car so they can snatch you up and cook you for dinner. Pretty sure I've seen that in a movie, too. Or breakfast. Or lunch, depending on the time of day and how big you are. You could definitely be multiple meals. Maybe they'll make a snack. Depending on how many cannibals there are. Some skin jerky. Some, um, some, Pork um, rinds, but human rinds. Oh, ew. Human rinds. Not what I was going for. Maybe some head stew, some head soup. Yeah. 
taking it back to Catherine Knight. Maybe a foul brew. Maybe a little foul brew. Maybe a little booty fillet. Booty fillet. Booty fillet. All I know is, stay in your car and turn around unless you want to be made into a rump roast. (laughs) Okay, okay. So, I know some of this may sound crazy, and there's no proof to show that any of it is true. But, some lore does hold true. As you carry on, you'll come across some landmarks. Perhaps the most famous of all is Dead Man's Curve, also known as Ghost Boy Bridge. Hmm. It's a sturdy stone bridge atop the Clinton Brook with graffiti blockages reading, He DIED HERE, in all caps. Oh, how wholesome. It's, it's very welcoming. It's like, the, the vibes are just like... Let's just cross this bridge. Let's just swoosh in here. According to legend... This is the bend in the road where a young boy died falling off the bridge where he sat as he attempted to toss a coin into the brook to make a wish. Or maybe he got hit by a car while picking up a coin from the middle of the road. Or maybe he tossed a coin over and decided to retract his wish and went in to fish out the coin but slipped and drowned. It's unclear. You know how lore is. Either way, there's a young boy. He died something with a fucking coin. Regardless... Some say that if you place a quarter in the middle of the road on the yellow line at midnight, the ghost of the boy will appear, and he'll pick it up and hand it back to you. Ew. Others claim that if you toss a coin over the bridge and into the water, he'll fish it out for you, hike up the side of the hill, and hand it back to you. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty. Okay, this is a reference I understand. I know, I made you watch it. (laughs) Yeah, you made me watch Witcher. All right, but alternatively, it's rumored that he might push you over the bridge himself if he spots you tossing coins in and making fun of him. So he mostly seems innocent, but don't fuck with him. Don't make fun of him. Don't make fun of him because he died. He was trying to make a wish. That is so sad. He was like making a hopeful wish for his life. Probably something good, something sweet. Like I want candy. He also could have been wishing death on someone. Well... That's a dark turn that I did not (laughs) see coming. Well, who knows? Anyway, it hasn't stopped ghost hunters and thrill seekers from attempting to conjure the young soul coin by coin. But this area isn't only occupied by the little ghost. Many have reported seeing people in white hoods near this bend in the road. Of course they have. According to longreads.com, a group of stoned teenagers driving along were stopped by a man in a white hood. The man approached their car and ensured that all of them were white men and then let them go free. Once again, I would accidentally hit him with my car. Accidentally run over this mysterious man who was most likely a member of the KKK. Sorry, sir. It was an accident. I, I, don't, I didn't see him. His white hood was too dark. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Racist. I didn't see you standing in the middle of the road. Tragic. I'm just going to back up and make sure you're okay. Oh, I ran over him again. <laughs> <laughs> Better go forward. All right. So just east of the road, south of the reservoir, is a cone-shaped stone structure that is said to be a site where local druids go to practice their rituals. This building is actually the remains of Clinton Furnace, but today is known as the Druid Temple. 
the area is fenced off to prevent people from getting hurt as the place is kind of in shambles after you know being shut down for like a hundred years and um all of the rambunctious um rituals that go on but it doesn't stop people from continuing to go there namely druids and witches and carrying on with their festivities Travelers are warned to stay away if they catch a glimpse of the rituals happening at night as they drive by, because if they catch you looking, you are done for. They will track you down, they will hex you, they will curse you, you will die. Oh. So just keep going. Keep your eyes on the prize, which is hopefully the end of the road. Which is life. Which is staying alive. (laughs) But if you're really looking for something to make your hair stand, you can drive down to Cross Castle. In 1905, a man named Richard Cross found a nice hill near a reservoir to build a castle for his wife and his three children, unaware of what it would become. Also, props to him for just like wanting to build a castle for his family. Oh, yeah. A family of five and a castle? Like, I need to get me yeah. a man like that, hey, Sam. Hey, Daddy. Hey, Daddy Cross. Where you at, Sam? <laughs> Sam. Get that castle going, boy. Build me a castle. Give right me some now. children. Right Let's fucking go. Now. Unfortunately, the castle caught fire, destroying part of the home, rendering it uninhabitable. The family just vacated and left it in ruins. It soon became a popular destination for hikers and teen parties, but has since taken on more of a sinister crowd. Before the castle was demolished in 1988, it was a hot spot for KKK members, witches, and Satanists to go gather and perform rituals and blood sacrifices. Oh, Just culty things. Just culty things. Live, love, cults. Live, love, cults. <laughs> Aw, that was like our... It was like our th- third? second or third episode. Yeah. We were so <gasps> young. Oh. Hi, Rick. <laughs> Sorry, my cat just scared the <laughs> shit out of me. People reported finding odd rock formations on the grounds, the carcasses of sacrificed chickens, and one hiker even snapped a photo. (laughs) Oh my god. Ricky, get the hell out of here. Did he slip? Yeah. (laughs) He is really bringing the spook factor in for us today. He's doing the extra most best. Alright. Now he's the one being rotten. Yeah sorry (laughs) okay so a hiker snapped a photo of some seriously eerie graffiti on one of the walls of the castle and this wall was like in an area that like you shouldn't be able to humanly reach oh you know so when the photo was examined later it was determined to be from the official lex satanicus which is the lavean church of satan's code of conduct creepy shit dude okay it's uh i'm gonna post the the picture on instagram it's it's really uncomfortable i would not like to just stumble upon that uh, on a nice hike in the haunted woods i mean i guess they were asking for it but really? like it's still really scary were they asking for yeah it? they're hiking and they know the place is haunted like come on yeah, you're gonna find some satanic shit like it's not surprising though it is uncomfortable yeah Many people reported that upon visiting the castle, 
They would find unexplained bruises on their bodies, and some people even went into seizures without ever having a history of seizures. That's terrifying. As someone who has held and watched someone have a seizure, probably one of the most traumatic experiences of my life, if you just suddenly broke down and had a seizure because you, like, went to this haunted castle, no, 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 get the fuck out of there. Don't even risk it. Don't even try. It's not worth it. You'll lose your license. It's not worth losing your license. (sighs) Others reported sightings of mysterious (laughs) albino people near the castle, and it's rumored that there's a secret albino village deep in the woods. What? Yeah, just like a village of albino people. I don't know. Obviously, I I don't think that's true. Who am I to say? But, like, there's no reason for albino people to just be living in the woods. They're just regular people. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that one. So, though Cross Castle no longer stands, hiking paths still lead to it, and you can find the foundations of where it once stood and maybe some dead chickens. Some dead chickens? Some dead chickens. Oh. They, they blood sacrificed chickens. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, you may be thinking, that's it? just some witchcraft and cults and cryptids and ghosts well no that's not it taylor that's not and little planchettes that's not it the road has seen its fair share of death and not just the chickens the damn chickens it's not just the chickens not just the chickens though no chicken deserves to die (laughs) i shouldn't say that i (laughs) mean no chickens deserve to die they just do but if they're going to die... You know what? I'm not going to go there. Okay. I'm not going to go there. No chickens deserve to die. End of story. In 1939, two rangers died on the job while patrolling the Clinton Road woods. If you stop to camp near Terrace Pond, there's a chance the rangers may drop by to check on you and then mysteriously disappear. Oh, how charming. In 1988, a young woman reportedly died after crashing her Camaro expensive loss there not only a life but a camaro (laughs) we lost two things one more valuable than the other the girl more valuable than the car of course of course but i'm totally kidding by the way that the girl's no i was the camaro no no no, like i was being i I was being sarcastic i know the girl's life is more valuable than the car that is so true i was just being it's so true a dumbass you're not done. We understood. We get it. We get it. We got you. All right. So just like the Phantom Truck, you can see her driving her ghostly Camaro up and down the long, narrow road. And supposedly, if you mention her and her car while driving the road at night, it will trigger her manifestation and she'll appear. Oh. That's like, you want a Camaro, baby? You got it. I'm here to deliver. Not for long, though. You can look, but you can't touch. <laughs> Beep, beep. Bye, bitches. A few years ago, a man was speeding down the road one winter day. He either didn't anticipate Dead Man's Curve. It's kind of like comes out of nowhere. Or he couldn't control his car to make the turn and ended up diving, diving, driving off of it, flipping his car upside down. Luckily, he was found and removed from the car, but died a couple hours later. Jesus. So I'll take that as another Clinton Road death according to lore a young man and girl were driving along the road and ran out of gas 
the next morning, the boy was found hanging from a tree, <gasps> and the girl had just disappeared. Uh, the cannibals got her. Not sure how credible this one is, though. I only saw it in one source. Still. <laughs> Still. Very scary. Very chilling. And lastly, we can't forget arguably the most chilling experience any have had along the haunted Clinton Road. Besides the, the stoplight, obviously. Because <laughs> that's the scariest thing that's happened. <laughs> On May 14th, 1983, a local cyclist was minding his business, riding along, when he noticed a turkey vulture feasting on something in a green garbage bag on the side of the road. Hmm. The man stopped to inspect the odd scene, only to find the dead body of Daniel Deppner. Daniel had been murdered, then frozen, wrapped in a green garbage bag, and dumped in the Clinton Roadwoods. Also, if you, I'm sorry, but like a green garbage bag? Way to be inconspicuous. You're trying to be inconspicuous and hide a body, but you're using green garbage bags? What is wrong with you? what be smarter how stupid of you when trying to hide a body that you kill serial killer 101 no green garbage bags rule number one rule number one no green garbage bags be inconspicuous don't be a dumbass be smart about it three years later after daniel's body was found richard kuklinski otherwise known as the Iceman, was arrested on five counts of murder including daniel kuklinski was a serial killer that would freeze his bodies, then dump them in an attempt to mislead authorities about when the murder had actually occurred, throwing off their timelines, thus him not getting caught. Kind of smart. But green garbage bags? What the fuck is wrong with like you? Like, you can concoct that plan, but you can't use a regular fucking garbage bag? Yeah. Or, like, put it somewhere else? Or, like, bury it, maybe? Maybe you, not leave it by the side of the road? Maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe a monkey dragged it to the road. Like, you can drop things off at the dump, like, in case you didn't know. Yeah. Or you could, like, make head soup. Or even drive to, like, an apartment complex and throw it in their dumpster. So true. I think about that all the time. Like, what if there's a dead body in our dumpster? I don't like that. We have a lot of dumpsters. We have, a, we have like, six dumpsters. That's really uncomfortable. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so... Kuklinski... Kuklinski used this road as his dumping site due to its density and lack of traffic. Makes sense. It's essentially the perfect spot to be dumping. But not in a green trash bodies. bag. But not in a green trash bag. What the fuck? It's speculated that Kuklinski isn't the only serial killer in history to use this road to their advantage. So rumor has it the 10-mile stretch is riddled with murdered corpses. All over that bitch. Ew. Parallel to Clinton Road is a longer, darker, denser road called paradiso road but there's no lore rumors speculated murder victim bodies or anything so who knows i feel like if if you're if you are in new jersey and you don't want to drive down clinton road take paradiso road because it's like there's no harassment happening there don't don't chance it just take the normal road just take just take the we want you alive. Yeah, we don't want you to die. We want you to stay alive and listen to our podcast. And avoid the KKK. <laughs> yeah, just like... Ugh, or hit him with your car. Away. If you're going to go down the road, at least hit him with your car. 
Yeah, at least make us that promise that like if you see somebody in a white hood, well, if you see a KKK member, because like in general, yeah. maybe not even just on the road, like on that road specifically, but like if you see somebody, yeah, like, if you see a KKK member anywhere, feel free to run them over. Like ac- accidentally, do you it have, accidentally. You have our permission to accidentally run over KKK members with your car, with your car, or your truck, or your tractor, or your boat, or your meat tenderizer, or your meat tenderizer. <laughs> That was not the word I was looking for. <laughs> I, I don't think those are mobile. Uh, they should be. <laughs> they sh- no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> grab your meat tenderizers. Everybody grab your meat tenderizers. We're going after the KKK. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In June 2019, Steve Stanulis and Richard Grieco, I think, uh, released a movie starring Ice-T and Vincent Pastor called Clinton Road. Whoa. The movie focuses on a widowed firefighter whose wife disappeared on the haunted road. It was only released in nine theaters. But it stars Ice-T, so like... Have you ever listened to his uh, hardcore album? Do you think I listen to albums? Well... I don't have time for anything. Well, it's called Body Count, if y'all want to listen to it. He has one song called Talk Shit, Get Shot. Talk shit... Get shot, motherfucker. Oh, my. That sounds like a party pop, if I ever heard it's one. It's pretty bad, but, like, it's funny. I think it's funny. <laughs> Maybe he wrote it about all of the um, Clinton Road victims. Um, I don't think so. Eh, yeah. There's one song called Bitch in the Pit. There's a lot of witches. No, not witch. And blood sacrifices. Bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. They probably put bitches in pits, right? Wouldn't you think? Rituals, I, blood sacrifices. I think he's talking witches, about like a, I think he's talking about like a mosh pit. Druids. Like there's a bitch in the pit. There's probably mosh pits there too. Maybe she can get rowdy. Maybe those Satanists. They know how to party. I'm sure they, they do. show do. Killing chickens and shit. Killing chickens and shit. <laughs> we should make a rap song about that. Killing chickens and shit, bitch. All right, I'm not going to go any further. I'm just going to embarrass myself. All right, all right, all right. If you're brave enough to travel the 10-mile stretch and ballsy enough to get out and explore the forest, make sure you have an official hiking permit or you could get fined. Cops and rangers do patrol the area semi-regularly. So that's it. That's, um, that is the haunting of Clinton Road. That Do you think that you would be brave enough to travel down Clinton Road? I'd like to think I am, but I think, like, if we, like, we decided to do it and then we got to the road, I'd be like, you know what? I'm not feeling too good. Let's, let's, let's go home. Let's just go back to New York. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would probably be able to do it during the day, but definitely, definitely not at night. We should go down Blood Road one night. What does it have to be nighttime? It's not cool during the day. It's just a road. It seems so cool to do during the day. Like, that's right up my alley. It's not. (laughs) I'm down uh, okay, I'm down. Okay, cool. But um, we'll get a group of people. Yeah, yeah. It won't Sounds just be good. us two. We'll get a group. We'll get a group, and we'll go down Blood Road, and I won't pee my pants. You won't pee. Your I pants. promise. Jade will do it. She's always down. I for know that Jade shit. will do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Katie would do it. She's always down for that. Too. Uh, planchettes. If you want to go down Blood Road with us, uh, Send email us. Email. us. Oh, also, um, our creep show is coming up very quickly. I know. I was literally gonna mention that at the end. So, oh, okay. Uh, send us stories and things um we love it we love them 
you and love we love them. you um it's we're on episode eight right now so we have nine and ten and then it's creep show so y'all got three weeks to send those stories in send stories in <laughs> ten stories send personal accounts make up a story i don't give a shit fuck yeah we're here to have fun right. we're having a good time um so real quick before i start alicia and i didn't mention at the beginning we're going on vacation we are we're taking a little tiny baby secluded trip to florida we will not be in contact with people we are getting groceries we just need some sunshine because michigan is fucking depressing literally so we're going with two other friends and we're very excited two other co-workers we're being safe we're being covid safe. oh yeah they're yeah. co-workers we see them every day anyway yeah but yeah i'm really excited i'm gonna buy a new bathing suit too i already did Yay. Anyway, just wanted to mention that. Put yeah. that little, little, we'll take happy, some, happy note in it. Yeah, some like little sunshine for our little sunshines. You're yeah. our sunshines. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We're going to talk. What do, you, what do you got for us, Hey. Well, I did a murder. Yes. And this one is like, I think about this all the time. I, oh, sorry. Oh, I just careful. kicked the camera. Um, oh no, I broke it. It's okay, I'll just lean in. <laughs> okay. Um, I heard about this case for the first time on, uh, Forensic Files, actually. There was an episode about it. And, like, this one specific incident has, like, always stuck with me since I heard it. So I'm, like, Ooh. really excited to talk about it. Yes, I'm excited too. So we're going to talk about Darlie Routier. Never heard of her. <laughs> Never heard of her. She a cunt anyway oh so darlie was born january 4th 1970 so she was 26 when all of this happened it happened in 96 oh my god i'm 26 okay oh. imagine being your age and like but at the end of the story just think about being your age and all of this shit happening okay i'm ready okay so she lived in a beautiful home with her husband darren and their three boys husband oh my god people my age getting married what? oh i know <laughs> but kidding. she had three kids too <laughs> okay, that was so rude. So there's Devin, Damon, and Drake. Um, Devin, I just want to. I'm sorry. I just want to say, if you have children and you're 26, that's great for you. <laughs> I I honestly don't care. That's cool. Like more power to you. I don't want to have kids. Yeah. So to each their own. Yeah, to each their own. Um, but yes. So there's Devin, Damon, Drake, Darren, Darley. Da 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 da. Anyway, so June 6th, 1996, at 2.31 a.m., 911 dispatchers received a call from the Routier house. Darlie Routier was on the line screaming frantically that someone had broken into their home and stabbed and killed her two children, Devin, who was six, and Damon, who was five. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I think I have heard this. I don't know all the deets, though. I'm really excited. Yes. Okay. So... Yes, she was, like, screaming frantically on the phone. She was screaming, like, my babies are hurt, my babies are dead, they're dying, like, just whatever. Okay, so, like, what a mother would do. Yeah. Right? Right. Okay. Um, she also said that the intruder had slit her throat. But she was still talking on the phone? We're gonna get there. Okay. Um, so police arrive at the house. They do a perimeter search looking for the intruder. 
they don't find anyone um so then at that point uh paramedics are allowed inside to tend to the boys and darley okay uh devin was found dead on scene and damon was barely alive and was rushed to the hospital Uh, unfortunately though he did die on the way to the hospital poor baby so darley's wounds were superficial which is why she could still talk okay um at least as of right now um the cut on her throat was two millimeters away though from hitting her carotid artery Mm. um she was also stabbed in the arm in her right arm so she went to the hospital got stitched up and was sent home two days later Darlie told police that she had fallen asleep in the living room with the two boys and her husband, Darren, and her seven-month-old baby, Drake, were sleeping in the bedroom and she was woken up to an unknown man in her house. Um, That's so scary. Yeah. The man fled when Darlie tried to approach him and dropped the knife, which he used, on his way out, which she claimed was through the garage, as he was running out, he also knocked the wine cabinet and made a wine glass fall off. Okay. So as Darlie was chasing him out of the house, she realized that her kids had been injured, and that's when she called 911. Side note, police were a little sus of the fact that she didn't realize that they were being attacked until after the attack had already happened. I'm sorry, she didn't realize who was being attacked, herself and her children? Yeah. That makes no sense. What do you mean? She didn't realize she was being attacked until after he was leaving? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Like, so he killed, the, or he stabbed the two boys, mm-hmm. and then went to her and slit her throat. So he, like, stabbed these children, mm-hmm. and, like, you don't hear it? Right. Like, yeah. Like, what? So, again, we're gonna get there. Okay, okay. Um, so... Another, like, kind of suspicious thing was that when police interviewed Darren, all he could really say were comments about his wife. Um, He would say things like, like, oh, my gosh, look at my wife. Look how gorgeous she is. Mm -hmm. Um, Look how nice her boobs are. Like, just, like, stuff like that. And he was saying this to, like, police and investigators. Oh, ew. Yeah, like, he wasn't, like, just speaking out loud, like, no. And, like, your two kids just died and your wife's throat just got slit. Is that really your main concern is how good your wife's boobs look right now? You know, her neck may be looking like shit, but those titties. Them titties. Those titties, girl. So, police investigated the scene. There was blood everywhere. There was a broken wine glass on the floor, a bloody knife, a vacuum cleaner was tipped over. Um, Outside of the house, like a little bit away, they found a bloody sock. And a window screen in the house in the garage um, had been sliced open. Interesting. So with this information. Yes. I don't really know the significance of that. They don't really go into it. But like. That's really random. Again, we'll kind of like go into it. But like, I don't know why it was where it was. Right. Or how it got there. Anyway. um, So with this information, though, the police looked a little bit deeper because like nothing. It didn't really make sense. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of parts happening here. Yeah. So the knife that was found on the scene was from the Routier's knife block. Mm-hmm. It had the same handle, and it was the same knife that was missing from the hole. Mm-hmm. Um, the blood drops on the ground were photographed and analyzed to see if they would match Darlie's story. 
Um, they don't. Of course not. But we're going to get into that in a minute. Okay. Um, the bloody sock that was found had Devin and Damon's blood on it. But that's all I know about the sock. Like, again, I have no idea how it got there. No idea why it was out there. Right. Just one sock. That right. makes no sense. Um, so the wine glass that was broken uh, was found on top of blood droplets, indicating that it had fallen after blood had been dripped on the floor and Darlie had no cuts or glass in her feet. Okay. So... Interesting. If, if the intruder had like knocked it over when she ran past, blood would have gotten on over it. it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, on yeah. it, not under it. Okay. Um, there was also blood underneath the vacuum cleaner, which led investigators to believe that when Darley had had run through the kitchen, it was before the wine glass and vacuum cleaner had fallen. Because same thing, there was blood under the vacuum. Right. Um. There was also blood, though, on the handle of the vacuum, um, and the blood dripped at an 80-degree angle as if she was leaning over the handle, which wasn't consistent with her telling police that she had run past it. Um, oh, I, dude, I love, like, blood analyzation. I, I got a Whatever lot of... Whatever that is called. I got a lot of this from Forensic Files, mm-hmm. so that's why it's, like, there's a ton of, like, forensics in yes, this story. Yes, I love it. Yeah. I feel like being a blood analyst would be such a cool job dexter dexter yes Yes. um so the blood drops (laughs) tell us about the blood drops the blood drops on the floor were circular in shape meaning they came from someone standing still or walking very slowly (gasps) creepy yes um so again she said she ran through the kitchen she did not run she didn't run through the kitchen blood don't lie baby um yeah, if she was running, the blood would have been more elliptical in shape and would have had it like a tail, like mm-hmm. showing which direction she was yeah. going in. Oh my god, that's so cool. I know. Um, Darley also mentioned the attacker dropped the knife on the floor. Mm-hmm. But no. No? Uh, no. With the knife having as much blood on it as it did, when the knife was dropped, it should have like bounced Mm-hmm. And like left a mark that of makes blood, sense. yes, where it initially fell and then bounced somewhere else, um, and it would have left the shape of a knife. But essentially, no. yeah, yeah, but no, but it didn't. Nope, Ooh. looks like it was gently placed, <gasps> planted, if you will, planted. Oh shit. Um, Darlie's nightgown had, or I'm sorry, her night, her night shirt, not her nightgown. Um, had cast off blood spatter on it, which belonged to the boys, both of them. And how would it have gotten there if and somebody was, had just come up to her and slit so her throat? The crazy thing is, it was on her, like, I think they said her right shoulder. So basically the blood would get on her when she would pull the knife out <gasps> and, like, go to put it back in. Oh, like, do you know what I mean? God, yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Um... Darley claimed that the assailant escaped through the garage. When police looked into it, they found no blood spots or trace of anyone going through the garage. Dumb bitch. When they looked at the slit in the window screen, they found that it had been cut from the inside, not the outside. Dumb bitch. 
and there was undisturbed dust on the windowsill. Oh my implying god! Implying that no one had touched it. So wait, the point of like cutting the screen was to make it look like somebody entered through the screen. Yeah. Why wouldn't like if if you were like really gonna like go balls to the wall and make this a believable a little story, go outside, cut the screen, and then go in through the screen. Right, but that wasn't her only mistake with the window screen, and we're just gonna we're just gonna keep rolling. Here. Yeah, yeah. Um, woo. So they reviewed her 911 call and heard that she had been running around through three different rooms while on the phone, which made investigators believe that she hadn't been hurt at this point. Oh, shit. Um, so they took luminol, which is a chemical that glows when applied over blood, urine, and semen. Semen. <laughs> You're a child. I know. Um... They did this thinking that Darley had maybe cleaned up some of the blood, so they sprayed it in the kitchen and found bloody footprints in front of the sink, meaning she stood in front of the sink for a significant amount of time bleeding and not moving around, which, again, led investigators to believe that that was where her throat and arm were cut. Because blood was, like, dripping down, like, the cabinets, like, in front of the sink, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, so. That is so scary. Yes. Um, there was also a bloody outline of the knife with the biggest blood stain being at the tip of the knife, which would only happen if the person who was holding the knife was bleeding. Really? Like if they were holding it down and ble- like a continuous like blood arm. flow. But like how, if she stabbed herself in the other arm, why would there be blood? No, she took, she took her left hand and stabbed herself like right in the forearm. Uh-huh. So she had a big gash in her forearm. Right. And then she was holding the knife with her right hand, which had the blood dripping down it. Okay, so she took the knife in her left hand, stabbed herself, then put it back in her right hand. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. I guess do what you gotta do. Right. Um. So this is, like, this really, really pisses me off. Like, ugh, it's so disgusting. So eight days after the murder, there was a newscast where Darlie and her family were having a birthday party on the boys' graves for what would have been Devin's seventh birthday. Oh, my God. Darlie was all smiles during the interview, and people were disgusted by this. I am disgusted by this. They, like, sprayed silly string on the graves and sang happy birthday and, like, nothing but smiles. That is so... Not the kind of like attitude you should be having when your, your child just got murdered. Your babies died a week ago. A week. That's so. That's not a long time. No. Oh my god. Ugh. So that's devastating. On top of all this shit, forensic investigators found a single fiberglass rod and some rubber dust on a bread knife from their knife block. Why is this incriminating, you may ask? Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I'm going to tell you. Okay. The window screen, the one that had been cut, uh-huh. yeah, it was made of polyvinyl chloride bundles, and the interior core of that bundle was composed of fiberglass rods. Oh, shit. What up? The fiberglass rods that were found on the knife matched that of the window screen. I'm surprised she didn't use the same knife for everything. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe because, you know, the bread knife is serrated, you can kind of 
like saw through. It was a. Wait, wait, wait. She Which used one? the she used the bread knife to cut the screen. Okay, okay. She used the bigger knife to cut. I I'm get sorry it. to stab her children. Yeah. Ooh. That sounded. I, Yikes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So like, obviously, she's looking pretty sus. Very. Um, so four days after the gravesite birthday party Ugh. on June 18th. I don't like that string of words. <laughs> so we're going to title this episode. <laughs> yeah. Darley was arrested and charged with capital murder. Thank fucking God. Prosecutors believe the murders were premeditated and that Darley encouraged the boys to sleep with her that night. So Aww. this is just kind of like a go over of what actually happened that night. So sometime after 2 a.m., Darley took the bread knife and cut a hole in the window screen. She returned the bread knife and grabbed the biggest knife in the block, which is what she used to kill her boys and stab herself and cut her own throat. Hmm. While standing at the kitchen sink, she sliced her neck and arm. And then as she's standing over the sink, she realized that Damon was still alive and crawling through the living room. So she went and stabbed him two more times, which is why the blood mark on the carpet was there because she had already cut her arm at that point Mm -hmm. so she had blood dripping down her arm oh my god that is so morbid yeah um they believe her 911 call was made while she was trying to set the scene and cleaning up some of the blood evidence because like i said she did clean up like around the sink Mm -hmm. Um, and they said she was walking from room to room yep they heard her walking in multiple rooms they like took out the background noise and stuff like forensics is so fucking cool so sick um so there's a couple like theories as to why she may have done this the first one being that darley believed the kids were getting in the way of her lifestyle and like her ambitions and the things she wanted to do Because, like, she's 26, and she's got three kids. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but, like... No. That might not have been her thing. Maybe Uh, she... You know what I mean? 26 is very, very young. You have a lot of life left ahead of you. If you want to be a mother, that's awesome, and that's great. But, like, you're making that choice. That's a life commitment. Oh, yeah. So you can't just decide later that you don't want kids anymore. And yeah, no. just, like, take them out? No, that's Doesn't... not how that works. No. Oh, my God. That's so devastating. I I'm so unwell. The other theory, though, is that she had too much responsibility with the three kids. Her husband didn't help much with the kids, and she was just overwhelmed. Hire a fucking nanny. Like a normal fucking person. Right. Um, so how do people's minds go from, like, I'm stressed... Maybe I'll just murder my kids. <laughs> Literally, though. Like, like well, um, I don't understand people. I don't understand. That just, like, those kids did not do anything but probably love her very much. Right. I don't, I don't know. It's so, like, I don't know. It's so messed up how, like, people can just, like, switch. Yeah. Like, nothing. It's, like, and, like, the attachment that mothers have to their children is, like, so strong and so deep you know like yeah. how can you create an entire life raise it nurture it you know grow this whole person and then just murder yeah. them like in their sleep that is like just this you birthed this child yeah this thing came out of you it's a sweet little innocent baby and you're gonna kill it that's so fucked up it's so messed up um so darley was sentenced though to death 
for the murder of her children Good. and currently sits on death row at the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. Um, I think that she was technically only charged with one murder, which I don't understand. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if they like tried her, like had like two separate trials for each kid. Cause I know that they'll do that in case like the first one goes bad. That way they can still go back to the second one and try to like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause you can't do double jeopardy. Uh-huh. Um, so Darlie is 51 years old now. Um, I can't believe she's still fucking alive. I know. She's in prison, uh, waiting on death row. And her husband, Darren, divorced her in 2011. Good. Oh, my God. That poor guy. I know. Like, he... So, real quick. The... He made those comments, like... Oh, yeah. In the beginning. Oh, I forgot about that. So, they kind of thought that, like, he was... That was, like, kind of suspicious, you Yeah, know? like, he was in on it. Um, But he wasn't tried or charged or anything, like he they genuinely don't think he really had anything to do with it he was just an asshole oh gross yeah Ugh. that whole is just so uncomfortable yeah the birthday party thing like really fucks me up he, was he at the birthday party yeah the whole family was oh my aunts God. uncles grandparents like they had like balloons and toys and shit How all around the this whole grade. family like yeah this is a good idea well, so somebody i guess came out and said like a family member like the newscasters didn't start recording until we were like in a happy mood like we had like a candlelight vigil and like we had like a bunch of stuff like we said a prayer for them like we did all this nice stuff for them like they only showed the party i don't care how long you're mourning there shouldn't be a party at all no like again they died a week ago like there should be no silly string no like <sighs> I would consider that vandalism. I would consider that being a terrible fucking person. Absolutely. So don't silly string graves. A week after your children die. Or at all. At all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, but yes, God. that is the story of Darlie Routier and her unfortunate... Slaying of her children. Slaying of her children. Yikes. Yeah, it was... So I don't know. Like I like think I don't know why I think about that case all the time, but like I do. It's I yeah that's devastating. Like there are sometimes where I'll just go back and rewatch the episode of Forensic Files because it's so like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, it's just like, especially because it's like a mother murdering her own children. Yeah. Like that just like, doesn't sit right. Like with with like murderers killing like victims, that's different. But like a mom killing her own babies, that's. That's some evil shit. Yep. Oh, man. Sure is. I'm I'm unwell. Thank you, Taylor. You're welcome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Live to please. And please you do. <laughs> you please our creepy little Ouija hearts. Little planchettes. Our, our heart, planchette-shaped hearts. That's oh, what yeah. I was going I mean, for. a planchette, it kind of is the shape of a heart. Yeah, it is. Uh... <laughs> i Sorry. have a merch idea <laughs> it is so late and i'm so tired yeah you had a long day of snowboarding and being a total baddie yeah and i went to the gym today and you went to the gym oh my god you're killing it sister you're thriving killing over it. here and this episode was supposed to come out four minutes ago it sure was so yet here we are here we go okay next week tay i'm gonna have you do a lore a lore okay um 
I've been thinking about like lores for months or not I guess not months but like weeks because I don't know what to do for it so this will be fun lores are so fun I know you can't go anywhere with a lore I know technically my story was a lore I'm really mad because I thought of one I think when I was drunk (laughs) and I don't remember what it was and for the last like four days I've been trying to think of what the hell it was it'll come back to you it's really good anyway next week Alicia you're gonna cover a serial killer oh Bitch, yes, I'm ready. I have one locked and loaded, waiting locked and loaded. loaded. All right. Well, uh, make sure to email us your stories uh, and stories and stories and other people's stories and um, whatever the fuck you want. You can just email us and be like, "What's up?" And we probably won't email you back. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I won't email you back because I don't have uh, access to the email. Yeah, she's not allowed. But Taylor does. And if you want to uh, talk to me, you can slide in our DMs on Instagram or Twitter at Pod. You can give us a five-star review in the Apple Podcast Store or wherever you're streaming because we really like that. It makes our little hearts happy. And you know what? We love you. Stay spooky. Stay cute. Stay you. Stay you. Love that for you. Yeah! Okay, bye! (laughs)